The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Does that blow your mind? That just happened. What's up, friends? And welcome in. This is In This League right here on Sports Grid and Mightier 1090. It's ITL. We in the house. I am Chris Welsh. That is Scott Bogman. We're going to be... Uh... <laughs> We're going to be your uh, pilots for the next three hours. We're going to be taking you on this flight. If you could uh, please put your seats in the upright position, wear those uh, wear those damn masks. Uh, they don't do walkie talkies. Just want to do yeah. say to everybody, uh, welcome to the show. And uh, you look at your right side, you'll see some sports incoming. <laughs> well, uh, you won't see any sports uh, happening really whatsoever right now. Uh, a little bit of crazy in the world. Uh, maybe we should stay on this plane for the next three months. <laughs> yeah, don't land. Uh, you know, there just, was a it's real da- bad down there. Uh, there was a show. I'm, I'm forgetting. Oh, no, I just remember what it was called. It was on Netflix and it was called uh, Into the Night. I think it was. Did you see the show? No. Um, so what it was was like the world was exploding. Very similar to 2020. Very similar yeah, to 2020. Right. Okay. Where when the sun would come up, everyone was just like, you know, it was like the su- it was something about like the sun's uh, it was expanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it, it was it was getting all the people. So these what people, year is this supposed to be? Is this supposed now, to be current times? It's supposed to be current okay. times, but it takes place in like Germany, and a bunch of people are on this plane, and they get in the air, and they realize that if they stay flying across the world, following you know the 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 darkness of the sun, yeah. you know, where the sun isn't, that they could stay alive. And they and, you know, it's happen adventures where they stop and they fuel up and there's like some army guys involved. And it's just like crazy show that they dubbed. You know, it's one of those like rain or whatever. I'm thinking it's very applicable for 2020. Right. Yeah. I mean, it kind of is. You know, I think the guy in contact did that, too. When he realized uh, he was about to die, he was like, just fly me up to space. I'll die slower up there. So, yeah, I mean, at this point with the. fires and hurricanes and sickness and uh, some real sociopolitical things that are going on across the world right now uh, affecting not just real life, but, you know, sports having a big hand and pretty, some pretty monumental movements, maybe something you don't need to get in a plane and uh, close your eyes from some big, uh, powerful things that happened in sports this past week. And we're going to talk some about it. We got a whole bunch. We got football, we got basketball, we got baseball, and we've got, uh, you know, some historic things that went down in sports and ITL is going to have you covered. So don't you go anywhere. That's a quick one. ITL, we'll be right back. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's no secret that our current healthcare system is broken. We're often taught to avoid the doctor unless we're already sick. This is where Forward comes in. Forward doctors deliver personalized insights to put you on the path to better help. And they're based right here in the San Francisco Bay Area. Forward doctors actually spend time listening and getting to know you. Using real-time blood results and genetic analysis, they build a preventative plan with you to mitigate any health risk. And the best part? Forward doctors make it easy by guiding you through small changes to your lifestyle today to achieve long-term results. With the latest technology and tools, Forward's high-caliber team of doctors deliver cutting-edge preventative care. Whether it's finding the root cause of a new problem, managing a condition, or building a plan to achieve your wellness goals, at Forward, your healthiest self is just around the corner. Better yet, Forward doctors help you find exactly what your genes say about your health. It's time to listen to what your body is telling you. Go to GoForward.com today to get the insights you need to put you on the path to better health. That's GoForward.com. Hey, in this league. Look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Not me. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Who would have thought? Welcome back, friends. It's in this league right here on Sports Grid and the Mightier 1090. We're uh, streaming and we're on uh, the airwaves. So, uh, you know, someone made a mistake that ITL is allowed to do that. <laughs> Welcome back. It's uh, Chris Welsh, Scott Bogman. Find us on Twitter at Is It The Welsh at Bogman Sports. I will tell you, Boggs, never, I don't know when it's going to be that I get used to those, those quick hitting segments, those little monologue segments of three minutes there. Hopefully, people like that one it's like you get into a moment like, like it's bad for you and i because we can be formulated we, we've fought this battle for years with ourselves where we're like all right, right this is what we want to do with a show but something that we don't want to mute ourselves which plenty of other people would mute is we don't want to take away our tangents or our weird brains so where you would have a three-minute monologue i'm ready to start talking our about tangents him. are longer than three minutes so you, our in tangents general. could be 19 we've 19 <laughs> minute tangented it before and i'm ready to like have this like nice little you know quick powerful kind of conversation about what's going on and then i lose myself in the, a show about a plane that's trying to avoid the sun and it's yeah. like it's it's difficult. Three <laughs> minutes is very uh, difficult. But I actually enjoyed that show. I'm I'm one of the few people though, like the and we'll talk about the real stuff. But like when Netflix has that really big thing they're doing now, where they get all these you know really cool shows that are from all around the world, and they dub them in uh, English. And yeah. I hate that. I actually hate the dub because it's always bad. And I prefer to just do subtitles because the actors are so much better. But there's so many of those. Into the Night is actually not a bad one. So I suggest I, you check it I've out. I've seen a couple of those. Like uh, Futurama did one where uh, they were an, an anime. And it was just funny. And it was like uh, aliens were invading in this weird, trippy anime Futurama episode. And they're like, well, the aliens don't speak English like we do. <laughs> Yeah. And I, I don't know why it, every time I see that with that one, it murders me that line. Well, the aliens don't speak English like <laughs> we do. 
Well, that's like Netflix. Netflix is yeah. doing the same thing. They're like, wow, we, the mass audiences, we've got to change it up. All right. So um, real talk, real stuff here. A pretty intense week uh, yeah. across the board. Uh, you know, even for us, I, I told you, you know, offline, like earlier in the week, especially with, um, you know, a lot of, a majority of um, of the movement that's kind of happened in this past week have to do with the events uh, that surround Jacob Blake. And uh, really the, you know, horrifically, uh, you know, criminal act that's going on with all that. But then there was the um, the subsequent protest that right. followed that and the violence that happened there. And I hadn't really seen it earlier in the week, kind of as things were, you know, materializing, just so much going on in life. I hadn't like sat down, like I knew the other stuff. It's but tough the, to watch the news right now, man. It's I try all... to avoid it as much as possible. Yeah, it's it's it's, um, it's rough. It's rough. But. I just hadn't been up on the news and I, and I spoke to you offline that like finally, you know, after the, which was, this is a powerful statement and it shows the impact of what sports can do. The bucks, they didn't show up. They didn't show up on uh, Wednesday and they, um, they boycotted the game due to the events and the violence that ensued the night before. So then I saw, you know, the, the crazy stuff that happened in Wisconsin and it was heartbreaking. It's really, really heartbreaking. The stuff that was going on and attached to it. And then what follows is the entire NBA on Wednesday boycotting uh, their games in protest. I mean, bo boycotts a really interesting word because I, I don't view it as that like boycott to I, me I is think... like, we're not being like, we're not getting the money we want. Like to me, this was, they were, they were standing up, they were, they were standing up for injustice and they were, this was their statement. So boy, boycott right. has such a negative connotation to me that it didn't feel like that's what they were doing. They were standing up for something and they used, they're using the their power platform. that they used the platform yeah. and the power that they had to say we're, we're out. And um, that's a, that's a, that's a statement beyond a statement that we haven't seen before in sports, a, a solidarity of, you know, we, we, we saw some in baseball and Wednesday, obviously we'll talk about like what's happening after the fact, but right. we saw some teams on Wednesday in baseball, sit out obviously the brewers mm. and the reds were the start we had some players but for you know the playoff teams to unite in that fashion it's a pretty big deal and, big and deal. they talked about the rest of the playoffs you know what i mean because uh th there was um there's a lot of pushback to even starting the bubble uh because it was you know closer to when george floyd happened and uh you know the protests were going on at that point would kind of coincided with you know, the collective bargaining agreement with the NBA and Major League Baseball and, and all of their nonsense uh, before they got their season rolling and, and all that stuff. So um, there was a lot of pushback and guys opted out and Kyrie, you know, obviously opted out for uh, social reasons and not, uh, yeah. you know, uh, COVID reasons. So um, and this was and this was one of those big movements. And like you said, kind of the one of the really intense things that came out of this was like, so you first have that. You have this yeah. statement, which which it's really weird. Like, I don't do this a lot, but like I'll occasionally like eclectically move across and, you know, you watch some weird news or sometimes like I'll listen to like a you know, fast money, you know, like a stock thing. And I happen to just that day turn on because I'm interested in that stuff. I happen to turn on uh, fast money and they're like breaking news inside their show about how the NBA is like kind of standing still and how, um, you know, they're boycotting the games and like family you know like my mother-in-law knew about this like so right. you can see of kind of where that movement goes but then it went a step further that um had a lot of different ramifications of like we're not going to stand for this there were financial ramifications in stocks and stuff where 
the NBA was legitimately talking about just ending, just not having yeah. a playoff. And LeBron James was actually kind of at the forefront, I, I guess. Well, the Clippers and Lakers were the two yeah. teams that opted, that, that they voted to not have a season. Now, it looks like on Thursday they've reconvened, cooler heads have prevailed, and they're going to. You know, I, I always think it's, it's tough. It's a tough answer. There's, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer on whether to play or, or not play, but I do think that you make a bigger impact using your platform instead well, of putting it aside. Uh, so, sometimes I was, think you just reach more people that way. Well, in my it, opinion. If it's done correctly and, and to yes, your respect, yes. that actually was uh, something that took place on Thursday because Mookie Betts with the Los Angeles Dodgers had uh, told the team he was going to sit out on Thursday's game, but then he reconsidered because of exactly what you're saying. He figured he could actually do more with his platform being in the game um, than him just sitting out at this point, because I think a lot of, I, I think the first step was done by players, you know, making the stand and NBA and uh, MLB players did it and uh, basketball did it. And the next step is, guys coming back. I think the NBA figured they wanted to play their games. That's why ultimately you did have the Clippers and uh, LeBron very vocally wanted to end everything as a statement, but ultimately the players all decided they wanted to keep going. That's probably the next step is to continue playing and everybody kind of uh, going with a bigger voice. We've just never seen, I feel like this year has been a twofold united in sports where it's like you, you had the owners versus the players at the biggest degree ever uh, because of the virus and the virus kind of, you know, put all of sports together in one bu so-called bubble, if you will. And then now you've got, you know, some very intense sociopolitical <laughs> issues that are, um, you know, uniting sports pretty heavily. And, you know, this we saw this in you know two sports, you know, hockey did not uh, partake, but you had baseball and uh, basketball and, and the WNBA as well that in putting that into basketball bogs like you know, make this stand on one, one given day. And even into uh, Thursday as well, it's an intense week. It's a very, yeah, very intense week. And, and, tra and tragedy makes people reflect. And I think that's what is, that's, what's been going on with everything this year, you know, with, um, you know, uh, all the deaths from COVID and all of, uh, you know, the black Lives matters protest with all of these deaths that are just ridiculous. You know, it's, the first time the NBA canceled or had players boycott a game, I think they said since 1961, and it was Bill Russell wow. leading the charge then, and it was for the same stuff, the oh, no. same thing. It was for the same stuff, cops killing black people. I, I, it's just unbelievable. The more things that, change, the more you know, they stay the same. 50 I think years. 50 yeah. years and it's the same stuff going on 60 years almost. So yeah. It's, yeah. It's and ridiculous. It, it divide it divides a line. You know, it, it's hard for people that only want sports right now because you know, they're inundated with things that maybe they just don't care about or they don't want to hear, or they just can't physically hear the stick to sports. People are out in droves. It, people are affected by not feeling the same way about uh, specific events and stuff like that. But the thing that sports has done is it has put it in the limelight and you're going to yeah. have to deal with it in some respect, whether it's <laughs> going away and avoiding the people and muting the people and not watching or, you know, taking a serious look at the entire thing. And that's what sports did in a nutshell. It's a pretty, pretty incredible week that it is. We got to go to break, though. When we come back, we are going to talk about the sports that is uh, still in play. So don't go anywhere more in this league. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, y'all. What up? It's Jess Hilarious, and I'm here to tell y'all that I'm launching my podcast, Carefully Reckless on the Black Effect Network. I'm going to be telling y'all all my business and telling y'all other people's business, too. It ain't no limits to the things I talk about. Y'all know that if y'all know me. From baby mama drama to healthy relationships, from child support to stimulus checks. Look, when you take a step back and you realize that we all go through crazy stuff and we got stories to tell, those situations do not define you. But they do make for a real good conversation. <laughs> In a world where clickbait and cancel culture can tell your story before you do, I'm creating an outlet to remind people that we still human crazy. And we can all laugh about it. Don't stress over it. Bring your problems to me. I promise I won't judge you, but I might crack a joke or two. Don't be scared. It'll be respectful and messy at the same time. Just make sure you tune in. Listen to Carefully Reckless on January 20th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's in this league. Buckle up, buckaroo. All night. com. That is the place you got to go check out right now. Now, why? Well, it's because it's our Patreon. It's not just a website. It's actually, we're actually tricking you. We're actually, in fact, completely messing with your brain because you're going to go there. You're going to be like, hey, what's up on the website? And then whew, it's going to take you over to our Patreon. But tricks on you because it's amazing because we've got our secret shows. We've got ranks list up the wall at a fantasy football draft coming up this weekend or next. We have got a multitude of uh, different lists there. We've got twice a week streams. We've got the group me rooms. You want to hang out with us. It's tons and tons of stuff. We built a community. Um, if you build it, they will come. I was told. So That's check right. us out in this league.com. That is the Patreon. And we would, uh, We'd love you a long time. That's what they say. Bob. That's right. Hey, that's right. If you're, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. I, was just, I, I was just gonna do a little Louisiana shout out. Um, yeah. if you are in the area, I've got some family in Texas and a few people in the Louisiana area. And uh, yeah, you know, just actually, my mom to to see because I have family in in uh, Houston in the Galveston area that that type of you know uh, that part of Texas. So I'm just texting her to see if they're okay right now. I know they said over half a million people are without power. So uh, it's, it's it, crazy. It just ramped up. And I read that, um, you know, because I turned the news on yesterday like a psychopath. Yeah. And uh, I, I just wanted to see what was going on because it was real late at night. And, you know, the hurricane was just making its landing uh, early, early in the morning, uh, Thursday morning uh, at Louisiana and Texas. And uh, they said it's going to be the strongest hurricane that hit Louisiana in a century. Crazy. And I was like, uh, Katrina, you know, well, I was like, what? Wasn't there like a category five that happened like three years ago or something like that? Uh, who knows? And there's two. There, there, there's another one, I guess, on its way. I don't know if it's dissipated or not. Well, two like it's... locked in together, and that's why it got so big. My, I was talking with my mom, and sh- and uh, what? Well, I had uh, my my poor wife got uh, luckily not the COVID, but got really sick with this really bad uh, strep throat, and the last place you want to go with uh, go to is like a hospital right now. Yeah, and we were dealing with that over two days and wrong antibiotics, and it's, it's just been a nightmare. And so I was talking to my mom about it and she was just like, well, I'm going to add her to the table of thoughts because I've got family in Northern California uh, with my uncle and a, and a family friend that literally evacuated because of the fires. Their house was in the zone and they just found yeah. out actually today or yesterday that um, 
they that go they're back. good. Yeah, that it's safe. Yeah. And then you've got uh, other family, her brother that's in Austin, and it's just like, okie doke. Like, <laughs> all right, that's what we're dealing with. So there's just yeah, a, it's like crazy. Said, a lot, it, uh, a lot going on. Yeah, and the uh, the the path that it's on too was just nuts. I'm like, I'm I'm texting my buddy Will. I'm like, you're gonna get some of that rain that that comes after. You know, obviously won't be as bad, but uh, the big storms uh, going all the way through. And and that stuff, ha- you know, I talked about it before hurricane season. They projected nine. So what is is this two? Is this two or three that we've had already? That like it's just so ridiculous that we can't. I can't even keep count of how many hurricanes I, I was that we've had my, or where my, the fires are. I know? was telling my son about hurricanes. He's like, are the, "Can hurricanes come here? We live in Arizona." And I'm like, "No, bud." He's like, oh, <laughs> "I hate hurricanes." As we're driving home at it's like <laughs> eight. 45 p.m. and it's 112 degrees out at 8:45 p.m. and I'm like, yeah, no, we're totally cool. It's all good here in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, no no global warming in Arizona. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, just the hottest place on the entire. Uh, I saw entire something planet. that it said, uh, "Hey, Arizona, don't worry, uh, you're gonna get yours because there's fire, and uh, you know the the next week starts tarantula mating season." Nope. So uh, we got Dude. that to go with it. Yeah, that, I mean, I think the Wells would rather deal with hurricanes than that. But, I, I, you know, no, no, no. I, I'll jump into a hurricane before I <laughs> jump into a, a mating pile of uh, spiders. It's absolutely my worst fear. Uh, let's talk uh, about some sports, though. So obviously, you know, everything crazy. There's a kind of a couple things going on. I want to talk about what do you think, Bog? I know what we said here. I'm going to I give you the call here. There's a lot of trade stuff going on, and then there's baseball bubble stuff. What do you what do you want to tackle first? Uh, let's do trade stuff. Okay. I, I think trade stuff first always is more fun to speculate and throw let out me, wild accusations and uh, potential trades and all that kind of stuff. Well, that's let me jump fun. to this one then real quick, because uh, I know there's a big one that's been con- – there's a couple that are looming around of potential trade ideas, and I've even seen our guy like Robbie Ray. I've seen people talking about Max Scherzer, but – you know, one to to sit on here is what happened earlier in the week with the Cleveland Indians, because we got word on Tuesday that Mike Clevenger was coming back. He was going to start and he started on Wednesday. But at the same time, they told Zach Plesak, who were both implicated in, you know, breaking the rules and going to going out to a bar and uh, Clevenger lied about it. But Clevy is the better player. The Indians bring him back. They they even make a statement. Oh, hope, you know, hopefully we can get this you know behind us and blah, 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 blah. Uh, but then they go tell Zach Plesak, kick rocks, son. We don't have a we don't have a spot for you. Oh, hopefully we have a spot for you soon. Do you think the Indians, and being one of the more dangerous teams out there, do you think the Indians now that you know we have the answer of uh, who's there and who's not? You think Plesak is gone? You think Clevenger? You think they're um, they're they're showboating him around right now to get him a start? You know, deadline is on Monday. So what do you think about Plesak and Clevenger? Are they both still Indians? Yeah, I, I do. I think I think right. they're both going to still. Stay. And, and I asked we, you this I, earlier in the week. And you yeah, I, I just I just do. I, I mean, I think that if if they really were looking to hurt these guys or just, you know, to bring the unity to their team by getting rid of them, I think honestly it would already have been done. They would have taken a little bit less on each of them just to get them out, just to kind of show, because I think that's the kind of thing where you're like, Hey, look, we're showing our players. We're taking this seriously. We're not going to allow these fools to, to ruin it. So we're going to trade them immediately. We're going to take, you know, not 50 cents on the dollar, but maybe 75, maybe 80, something like that. And just get them out of here uh, to keep the unity in our locker room. They didn't do that. 
So I think they stay. So I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong. I don't know what the contracts look like on either one of those guys. I know that uh, Zach Plesak still playing on his rookie deal, obviously. And I, Clevenger, I think, is is he in arbitration? I can't remember. So uh, I think he's, uh, yeah, I want to say like he's, I don't know if it's arbitration. It might be like actual contract coming up here. Okay. It might be arbitration because he might be due a crap load and they don't want to pay it. So yeah, either way, right. right. E- either way, I think that if, if, they were really looking to set an example and say to their team, we will not stand for this. These guys are gone. It would have been done, but it's also tough to trade two fifths of your starting rotation. You know what I mean? That's it's, it's uh hard and it's ill-advised. Not. Yeah, but well, it's, it's not, not hard. When you're the Indians. It's not, it, but it, it's not when you're the Indians. Cause they've got Bieber, Carrasco, Savale, Tristan McKenzie comes up is lights out. And then you've also got Clevenger. Please sack. But you they, can never have enough pitching, dude. Like, like well, I mean, I agree with that. You know that that that's kind of the thing. But here, not if is, there's a home for him. Not not if it, he did what might be in the place. Well, here it's got to be worth damage. it. Like it, it's got to be worth it, which is why I think you know uh, it, it's tough to trade those pitchers. So um, uh, that's why I think because it has to be worth it. I think if it was just close enough, the deals would already be done. That's kind of my point. So. Okay, so you bring up something interesting. Let's uh, we'll uh, pander to the hearts of the uh, San Diegoans or whatever. San Diegoans, San, Diegans, San Diegans, or San Diegoans. <laughs> I want to say San Diegans, but whatever. But the people of San Diego, uh, because I think the pirate, uh, the pirates, the Padres are massive buyers in this market, as they should be. And I've seen, and it happens pretty commonly out here. Uh, people just forget like some of the ties. Not that anybody couldn't do it, but. You know, there's a lot of local touch with the facilities and how teams communicate for the Indians and the Padres because they're both out here in Arizona. Their facilities are out here. And the, and the, both teams have, you know, they've done trades back and forth. Logan Allen trade happened. Francisco Mejia was traded from the Indians over. There's just an open form of communication. If the Indians were looking to maximize some cost or some value over Clevenger, which I think is less likely, or Playsack. I think the Padres would be somebody that should heavily be viewed in the market. And I have seen some Indians people bring this up. And here's another guy we can talk about as well. And when you're talking about the buyer's market, I think they could look at a Clevenger or police sack and the, and the Padres have more than enough assets to acquire them as well. I have some people, I have seen some people kind of shout out saying the Padres should look at moving Uber prospect McKenzie Gore to go get a guy like Josh Hader, you know, Josh Hader out there, Brewers, what are they fully competing for at this point? Take control of your relieving asset, you know, restructure the team. And I know Padre, a lot of Padres people would balk at the idea of moving Gore for a reliever, but you got to understand, I mean, Hader, Hader's the best reliever in baseball and, and uh, rattle off that thing you were just telling me before we started up the show about Hader. Uh, Hader has started the year with a relief no-hitter, nine and one-third innings, with no hits allowed. So and what has he got? Like fourteen strikeouts? It, well, way more than that, I think. He, really? He's, he's just well, he's strong. So uh, he, he's he's the best reliever in baseball right now. He's like, like the, that. He's the one guy that hasn't had his job questioned pretty much. Out I of would a say this year. You know, in the trade market where everybody is some form of a buyer, there are very few sellers. There has to be a team or two that step up to be the big buyers. And I think the Padres should be the big buyers. They have, I think they've got an issue on the back end of the rotation and they have had a clear issue in the bullpen. Kirby Yates trash. He was trash for a while. 
Um, Emilio Pagan is serving now, but Pomeran's back on the IL, which was a what was a strength has now tapered down. That if if they could go and take, let's just you know throw it out here, they move a McKenzie Gore and one or two other prospects in multiple trades to go get, let's say, a Plesac and a Hater. That would be game changing for what is one of the best teams in baseball and needs to be hyper aggressive at the trade deadline if you're going to compete in the NL West alone with the Dodgers. Yeah, by the way, and the 13 Rockies. strikeouts. I was wrong. So I okay, thought, so I, I, for whatever reason, I, I thought it was way more. But yeah, 13 strikeouts over nine innings. You're right. Yeah, the, the Padres have put themselves in a good spot and uh, and can absolutely make a move for this. And and they built that uh, they built that farm system up for a long time. You've been watching. So, yeah, you build that farm system up. So when you need uh, that uh, ammunition to go and make a big move, you got it. And the Padres have it. And I think there are things out there. It'd be hard to pull Hater off, but they've got the top prospects. And, hey, a guy like Plesak, he would be great in the rotation. It might be available. Don't go anywhere. Talk a little bit more about that and more right here in this league on the Sports Grid. Am I here tonight? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. My good people, my name is Questlove, host of the Rabbit Hole Pop Culture Nerd Paradise, otherwise known as Questlove Supreme. We here at QLS take pride in bringing out the best of our many guests, and this particular episode is no different. We are honored to bring you a special two-part episode with one and only, drum roll please, Mariah Carey. Yes, Mariah Carey. She gets very candid about her three-decade-plus illustrious career. And nobody knew who I was, and they introduced me, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Columbia recording artist, Mariah Carey, they're like... Wow. And, but then at the end of it, the announcer, he's like, the palace now has a queen. She tells it like it is and shares with her fans what it's like to be Mimi. Diana Ross. And she's by herself, doing her hair, doing her makeup, walking barefoot in and out of the room. And she's like, in the most glamorous way possible. And she's like, Mariah, one day you're not going to have all these people around you. You're not going to have all these people around you. And now I'm like, I believe that someday is mm. here. Listen to Questlove Supreme on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Suprema! I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. I use the side door, and after that I just sort of space out for about an hour. Space out? I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. Would you be a good sport and indulge us and just tell us a little more? Let me tell you something about In This League. Welcome back, friends. It's In This League right here on Sports Grid, the radio edition of ITL. It's not the only edition, though. Of course, you can catch this podcast. If you missed any of it, or maybe you're listening on the podcast, you probably know. You can catch all three hours of ITL uh, in podcast format right here from Sports Grid. Just type in In This League. You'll see it. But also, when you type in In This League, you're going to find a lot of our other products in this league, fantasy baseball, podcast, football. We've got college football, and we've even got prospects. That's uh, one of the ones I do at basketball, which hasn't been done in a while. And, uh, you know, <laughs> with 
how basketball is going. Who knows if there'll be even more basketball once they finish the playoffs. That's been another one of the things is uh, if basketball will even start back up in 2020. You know, Adam Silver yeah. had said he thought December 1st was even a little too soon for them to consider resetting a brand new season. So it might be 2021. Well, that's but- what they wanted. And then the players said, no, December yeah. 1st, we're ending in the beginning of October the season and then uh and then the draft is immediately after that and you want to start on oh. december 1st not a chance so yeah. well that's why looking, they're gonna look more like martin luther king day and i think that w- it would make a lot of sense with everything that's going on right now to start the nba season uh on that holiday i think that'd be uh you know a, a it could be a great statement made and all that, but we'll see when we get yeah. there so uh, but either way you can catch all of uh the in this league podcasts and everything and fantasy black books another one we do with joe pizapia just search it uh or you know follow us on twitter is it the welsh at bogman sports if you want to uh follow along with all the other stuff so we were talking about the looming trade deadline we've already had a couple little small uh smallish dinky trades the bigger bigger one i suppose was brandon workman being traded to the phillies he's already picked up a couple saves so that's been a very solid one but we've seen some minor league trades we had on thursday the uh, Kansas City Royals send Brett Phillips, who is a great defender, okay, lower than okay hitter. Everything else is subpar. They traded uh, amazingly, traded him to the Rays. The Rays can't have enough, you know, just yeah, utility exactly defensive outfielders. Exactly what the Rays need more yeah. outfielders, depth or whatever. And they traded uh, Lucius Fox, who um, I, uh, it's really funny. I actually tweeted about, I don't know if you saw this, I tweeted about Fox and he retweeted it like a month or so ago. And it was just me reliving one of the Arizona fall leagues. It was like two fall leagues ago. And I don't remember the reason why I tweeted about it, but I was just reliving the championship game at one of the Arizona fall leagues where jazz Chisholm and Lucius Fox, who are uh, good friends. Uh, they grew up in Brazil. They're, you know, a handful of the, uh, Brazilian baseball prospects that are out there. And those two decided during the championship game to just grab photographers cameras and start playing media. And I have, I have a picture uh, where I'm taking a picture of Lucius Fox and he's taking a picture of me with an XLR camera and jazz Chisholm <laughs> is right there. And I just shared that like a month or two ago, because I actually like Fox. Uh, he's a, he's a solid defender, He's probably, you know, below average uh, bat and, you know, the power he, he can run. The power is just not quite there. He's one of those guys that needs a couple years if anything is going to click. But he's just a great guy also. And uh, he was moved to the Kansas City Royals. So, like, that was one of the smaller. We're seeing, like, little small dinky trades like that. What was the other one that just happened? It was, oh, uh, Taewon Walker was traded yeah. to the Blue Jays. Um, is, is significant-ish He's been good this year. Yeah, he's been good yeah. this year, and they need uh, they need guys. I know Trent uh, Trent Thornton just went down for the year for them, and the Rays have had uh, ten pitchers uh, done for the year on the IL already this season. It's crazy well, uh, the amount I mean, of pitching injuries. I mean, we can't. Well, even they should go, go acquire right something. Now. They should go acquire. Yeah. They didn't need they, to acquire. You know, an they should trade some outfielders. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. They should have traded for Taywan Walker, but Taywan <laughs> right. Walker and Buffalo is a little bit. Eh. So, like, those are the scale of trades, and what's interesting about that is like usually. Usually we'll have like one, one trade where the, how trade many bat, real quick, how many Batman references every time you say Lucius Fox, because I saw oh, yeah. whoever tweeted out the trade I today, didn't... what was like Lucius Fox traded to the Royals for Brett Phillips. Please no more Batman jokes. Yeah, like, yeah, everybody was, does it yeah. after like an official announcement, uh, you know, uh, on the same tweet, sure. it said, please no more Batman jokes. 
Yeah, I mean, but it, I mean, it'd be the same thing. It would be like, you know, a player to be named later was Bruce Wayne. Like, it's the same Lucius <laughs> Fox thing. All the people yeah, would do. Uh, Grievous that. Vasquez, yeah. all of them. Yeah, yeah. Anyone that could be, you know, a nerdy character Top from a bot. show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whatever it could be. Um, but, like, usually leading up to the trade deadline, you'll get this, like, one bigger trade that when the whole deadline's over, we're like, well, you know, that was kind of the big one. This one, we're leading into Monday's trade deadline you know, at a smaller scale. I mean, th this weekend has the potential to pop a few, uh, but I, I really think I think, and I said this like a month ago. I think Monday is going to be more firepower because teams are going to take it right up until the last minute to make that decision. I think there's a couple teams, teams like the Mariners who already moved Taywan Walker, a couple teams already know that they're going to be sellers, and I think there's some teams that are towing the line if they want to be sellers but they're going to take it up until sunday or monday and also that kind of helps for these other teams that are vying for these top spots to be able to pay high dollars like i think one of the most active teams at the deadline should be the san diego padres i think yeah. they should be from based on it's a great depth team but they're young and i think they could use some more veteran leadership and they've got the assets to go and acquire so there's going to be a couple heavy hitting buyers i would imagine the yankees and the padres There'll be some others that try to tow their, uh, you know, put their feet in the water. And Rays they'll probably 21 and, and 11. So they're going to be buyers. Be. Uh, well, I mean, I think there's so many that are buyers, but who will be aggressive buyers? I don't think the Rays will be aggressive buyers. I think well, the Yankees. Two and a half games ahead of the Yankees. So. I'm not saying that it doesn't have to do with the record to me. It has to do with their philosophy. Like they're, okay. they're a team that, um, I mean, how often do you see them pull the trigger on like a massive no they, they don't they're they're a small market team so they usually don't but i mean you got to be realistic in your window and this might this might be the window for i just like i i don't see the rays being the one that go out Probably and spend and pay for a team like mike clever very money ball the rays are it's like we, they follow their philosophy to a team where the yankees and the padres i think are the teams that would pay the high dollar how about the white Sox? they're 19 and 12 yeah i mean i think it's pitching but they're not gonna cut any deals with the indian they i mean Call the Dimebacks if you want with Robbie Ray. I, I think that's possible. Yeah. The I mean, A's I, are 22 and 10, but same deal with the, the yeah, Rays see, what, and A's. What you're starting yeah. to define is like, I think they're, I, I'm saying there's hyper aggressive, there's hyper sell. I understand what you're saying. I'm just pointing out the good team. Yeah. 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 Uh, I know and then there's saying. this, and then there's this middle one. And there's these the Cubs, middle. People. The Cubs are 18 and 12. They're going to go buy. You know, they should. Uh, they, they're teams that print money. Yeah. We'll go by, you know. Yeah, that's uh, a good point. Yeah, the Cubs could surprise us. That you're right about that. Printing the Dodgers money. are 22 and nine. They could buy something, you know. Uh, yeah, and I, I think they're in that middle ground though, and and that's right. where it starts to come to. You pulled, you found this for us. It's an article on the score that started to highlight some of the because I think pitching is going to be the key here. I'm not sure how much offense is going to be out purchased at this deadline. I don't think. You know, most of the offenses probably feel relatively well. I mean, Jesus, Puig is still out there if somebody wanted to go pull the trigger. So I don't know how many offensive players are going to uh, impact offensive players are going to be there. I think it's the pitching. And you found this article at the Scorebogs that highlights some of the top pitching that could be available at the deadline. And Clevenger and Plesak are two of the top three. And we've already kind of expressed like, this is where they sit. You know, this is the, these two both could be available. I think an NL team makes a lot of sense. The Indians might not want to be selling. They're not going to want to sell uh police act to a Yankees team that they're going to be playing yeah. up. Against. They're going to want to move them to the NL. So both of those make sense. But number two on this list, number two is very, very interesting because he's having a fantastic, fantastic year, but he's always eligible for, for free agency the following year, Boggs, Trevor Bauer. 
Yeah, uh, look, uh, if I'm a team that owns Trevor Bauer, I'm trying to get him off my team. So uh, that's my uh, personal philosophy on Trevor Bauer and, and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, he's he's played well. We went over it the other day when we were talking about just the, the guys that rank high in fantasy right now, and he was the number two pitcher in all of baseball, Trevor Bauer was. So uh, he is a very, very attractive option. So what's that deal look like between the Padres and the Reds? Well, she yeah. the minor league guy. What do they have to give up? Uh, he is a rental, so you don't yeah. have to go give up Mackenzie Gore or something like you would have to for Clevenger, who uh, I looked it up. Clevenger arbitration next year and 2021-2022. Uh, Police Act doesn't even start until 2023. So those options cost you way more in getting a one-year rental in like Trevor Bauer. So. Yeah, and I'm not sure. I'm not even sure Clevenger costs the Padres McKenzie Gore. I don't think that. I, I think that's a hater type of deal. It's it's a it's a crazy different level impact. Not saying Clevenger's not, but you know, I Clevenger, just, there's no way I'd give up Gore for a reliever. It doesn't matter what reliever ever. Yeah, but so. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily disagree. I think yeah. it's part of the conversation. Um, it's funny that you said that with the Padres because I don't think the Yankees would bring on Trevor Bauer. I think the Yankees are very like facial hair and blah blah. Like yeah. I just think an outspoken player like that doesn't mix well. But I absolutely think he fits perfectly with the Padres at this yeah. point. Uh, I think he even has some friends on the Padres, you know, because again, you come back to Manny Machado and Trevor Bauer friends. That surprises me not at all. I, I don't know if they are, but I, I think he has a couple buddies on there. Um, I think the deal probably looks something along the lines. If you're talking rental, like an Adrian Morion, something yeah. like that. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I just uh, bless you. He's he's allergic yeah. to Adrian Morion, the Welsh. But uh, <laughs> Adrian Morion. <laughs> I'm allergic uh, to actually trading Adrian Morion. But I think like it would probably be something where the Reds want close to impact i mean dude i wouldn't be surprised if i mean not they wouldn't trade taylor trammell back to the reds but but those teams have worked out trades before you never know i wouldn't yeah. be surprised if it was um it, it would be a, a relatively close to the majors type of player maybe a ryan weathers who got uh, a save opportunity earlier in the year it would it would be along the lines of one of those guys and a lower player i think you could go and get for a rental in trevor bauer and that's the impact move that i think that's why that's why the padres are the hyper aggressive team because like you said dodgers will go out and make a move but it'll be small rays will go out and make moves they'll be small you know the taywan walkers of the world yeah, and stuff yeah. like that but the padres need to be the big splashers the clevengers the bowers the police act you know the other two top two on this list are fascinating lance lynn a lot of people are looking at. He's got two and a half million remaining on his salary for the year. And then you also got Dylan Bundy. Who if, I'm if I'm trading for Lance Lynn, I'm just going to make sure that whoever I'm trading with pays for his uniforms from now on. Like, yeah. you know, you got to pay for those triple X's and all the sweat. Snakes. It's like the shirts so. where it's like, hey, it's 20 bucks shirt. And then it's like, ooh, two X. Oh, that'll be an extra two dollars. His jersey yeah. looks like, uh, you know, my shirt after doing miles on the treadmill. So I'd actually probably good. he's one of the few baseball players. I would feel good if I put on his jersey. I'd feel good about <laughs> like, like, yeah, a little bit of a little uh, bit of uh, breathing room here. Yeah, can, yeah, exactly. Look at this. Uh, you know, I can do yeah. in this truth. This yeah. is fantastic. Uh, try to put on Mookie Betts uniform and uh, yeah. like putting a condom on a watermelon. So it's not going to work. Those are five impact pitchers that I think. I think they're all relatively available. You can argue it's only one of the Indians guys, but you know, Dylan Bundy, 
he's had a fantastic year on an uh, Angels team that is just struggling. You know, that so much money is spent across the board that I think it might behoove them to hold on. You don't trade Bundy as a rental with how he's performed. That's why I think he could be less likely. But the Rangers, the Rangers should move on and they should try to acquire what they can for Lance Lynn. And I think a, a team like the Padres makes a lot of sense. A couple of the guys that were listed on here, Johnny Cueto, Trevor Rosenthal, very likely in the um, the pitching market could be moved. Martin Perez of the Red Sox and Alex Cobb. Alex Cobb has kind of seen a little bit of a resurgence with the Orioles. These are all, I, I think you could see 60% of the names that we just listed, you know, six of the 10 be moved at this trade deadline because that's the asset that play. That it's, just, want. it's just going to be weird because so many teams make the playoffs eight in each, uh, you know, uh, league here. So, uh, so many teams are not going to want to deal things because they think they're still into it, even their smaller parts. So it's going to be weird to see who fights that, who actually does do those big trades. And, you know, 2020 is wacky. So let's see something really weird happen. Let's do the workaholics. Let's get weird. Yeah, let's get weird. All right. Uh, we're going to get weird in this break. Come back a little three minute outer for hour one. So don't go anywhere. It's Bogman. It's Welsh. We're in this league. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. I'm Alec Baldwin. Listen to my podcast, Here's the Thing, on iHeartRadio. It's my chance to talk with artists, policymakers, and performers, like the actress Kristen Bell. And the moment I said, you know what, I have a thing... And it's a quirky, weird, fun thing that can be snarky. And I love doing it. I do it pretty well. Why not lean into it? And that is when I felt like I started becoming happier. Music legend Mick Fleetwood. Fleetwood Mac was always about change so that you were accepted for who you were. Former governor of Vermont, Howard Dean. I took the call in this quavering voice and the other end of the phone says, I regret to inform you that the governor has died of a heart attack and you're the governor. <laughs> that was the end of my medical practice and best-selling author Isabel Wilkerson. People would come up to me of all different backgrounds and would say to me, I had no idea that this happened in our country. If you like listening as much as I like talking with interesting people, go to heresthething.org and subscribe now on the iHeart app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The snozberries taste like snozberries. I'm freaking out, man. You are freaking out, man. Littering and... Littering and... Littering and... Littering and... In this league. Break it down. All right, welcome back, friendos. In this league, Bogman Welsh. Oh, you know that we're on the grid. We're on the radio. We're on all the places. And thank you guys for tuning in. That was only hour one. They're flying. They're flying. They fly. It flies. I think just because it's broken up a little bit more than we're used to. It yeah. feels faster. I don't know if it actually is. I know it's just time-wise, it's a little uh, faster, but it just feels way, way faster. You want to so. talk about time flying? Uh, probably something we got to be hitting in the next segment is the football season and the fantasy football season. It, it was amazing watching Hard Knocks this week and realizing, like, you know, they said, you know, they're like, and the Rams will take, you know, take the field with the Cowboys in three weeks. And I was like, what? Like, or whatever. <laughs> Everyone, I was like, what? Yeah, Are you yeah. Serious? And um, if you really think about it, 
this and next weekend, these are the this might be the biggest fantasy football weekend. I actually think it's next week because people's equilibrium is screwed up. Well, right it now. should be, you know, it should be Wednesday before that Thursday well, okay. kickoff. Uh, you know, yeah, in the correct Bogman world, the I completely agree with Bogman world, it should be like Thursday <laughs> afternoon is when you do it. People in a normal time would usually do the two weeks before that would yeah. kind of be like, this would be the historically popular After the last preseason game. It's the, the last dress rehearsal because yeah. that fourth preseason game, uh, you know, no one, no one who matters uh, for fantasy in general is going to play. So no one's going to get hurt. So you feel safe going to into this, that uh, week. I am sure there are just exponentially more people than normal that would even just casually play or might have a league or two and, and keeper leagues that haven't even thought about it going into this weekend and going, Oh crap, we've got to get this going. And that's what they're going to do into next week. So there's a lot of fantasy football that there's a lot of football to talk about. There's, I love the players that are pandering Austin Eckler going, preparing to, you know, win with your fantasy team (laughs) to, rumors out there weird trades uh we got the david montgomery news he's out for two to four weeks will the bears make some moves kalen balage was traded to the jets in the ever insane the jets back situation that you just hate and that's something we got to talk about so whether i don't have, i love it well i mean you love it but it's i like, love it they would wire kalen a lot you why you think it's going to keep putting levy well we'll save it for the next segment for yeah, yeah so whether it's my bell joe mixon or whatever there's still so much to prep for as you guys are getting ready for fantasy football this week and into next weekend and we got you an hour too so don't go anywhere more in this league hey everyone it's michelle williams and i love being able to share my story with you on my podcast checking in with michelle williams where my guests and i we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys and i'd love for you to join me hey it's gonna be your church and your turn up so listen to checking in with michelle williams every tuesday a part of the black effect on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts